Uh, everybody doing good? Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, we are in uh, week five. Everybody say week five. Week We're in week five of our series, Canon Event. Everybody say Canon Event. Like I always say, I'm going to explain. Canon event is this kind of concept that we've found in the latest Spider-Man movie that they talk about. Uh, but it's an interesting concept. It's essentially saying that it's an event that needs to happen for the plot to uh, develop and for the character to develop in the way that it needs to as well. Okay? Does that make sense, everybody? And so we have this series because we're going through the books of Joshua, Judges, and Ruth. And uh, all of those characters, all the things that are happening in the stories are things that are necessary uh, to the story of God's redemption for all of us. Amen? Sounds good? But what we found is Joshua was a pretty cool uh, guy. Joshua did, uh, he he'd marched around the walls of Jericho and, uh, and the walls came tumbling down. You know how it goes. Uh, and then we talked about a few others uh, that have been pretty cool and Deborah and Barak and and, uh, and we talked last week about some new characters. And the thing that we're starting to notice, though, is in this book of Judges, we're realizing that Israel is in this, like, downward spiral. It's almost like what needs to happen when you have, like, a three-part superhero trilogy or when you have all these Avenger movies or whatever, if you've noticed, like, during the movies, everything seems to get progressively worse. The bad guy always has to be bigger the next time around. You guys, you guys notice that? Like, the, if you think about it, like, the first, let's see, let's see, like, the first Spider-Man movie, it's not that big of a deal. It's just, like, some crazy dude, doctor who, like, and then on the last one, it's like the whole world is being overtaken and all these things are happening and it's like the, the, the Oh, sorry, sorry, my fault. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, but it just keeps getting progressively worse. We're like, I don't know how they're going to overcome this one. I don't know how it's... But, and that's kind of what we see in the book of Judges, where the Israelites, uh, after, after Joshua dies, they start rebelling, and, and God allows them to get uh, enslaved, and then they get delivered. And then they sin in the eyes of God, and he allows them to get enslaved, and then years later they get delivered. And then... They sin again because they're dumb and stuff. And, uh, and then they are allowed to be enslaved. And then they're freed again. And then, and then they sin again and do evil in the eyes of the Lord. And, and then they're freed again. And so we're here in the book of Judges. We're going to start in chapter 13. If you have your Bibles, it'll be right there. And you'll never guess what the opening line of this chapter is. Now the sons of Israel, again, did evil in the sight of the Lord, so that the Lord gave them into the hands of the Philistines for 40 years. It's like, you think you would learn. Anybody ever heard of the, like, uh, fool me once, shame on you? Fool me twice. What happens if it's like fool, fool me 36 times? Whose fault? It's, it's got to be. It's, it's definitely, it, it might even be at this point God's fault because they're so dumb. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, like hey, we, we got like, to help them out a little bit here. We got to put some, some parameters. They, they have to live life with the bumpers on the bowling alley, okay? So, like, the Israelites just seem to be incompetent. 
right? And I'm being a little harsh here, but it just seems like it's the same story over and over and over again. It's a broken record. It's like a Taylor Swift song. It's the same thing every time. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Shelby's going to fight me. Okay. Uh, But, but, I mean, they might be fire. I'm just saying it's the same thing. Um, uh, Okay. (laughs) All right. How many guys can we break up with? You know, okay, all right. I'll just, at some point, just find one. Okay, sorry, sorry. All right, all right. Like such a role model. Yay, we love her. Okay, anyways. Um, sorry, I don't know why. I just did it. I don't know why. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm feeling, I'm feeling like these laser eyes from uh, somewhere in the room. Okay. But they keep doing it over, 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 and over, and over again and expect a different result. That's literally the definition of insanity. It's like, what? Why do we keep finding ourselves in this spot? Are we good now? You got the slides? Okay, I stalled that long. I didn't even have that on my notes. Okay. Here's the thing. Have you ever met someone? Have you ever met someone that just is different? Just built different, maybe. We don't, they don't have to be weird. <laughs> have you ever met someone that just seems like, man, they're just special? You ever met someone like that? You're like, oh, there's something different about them. Or have you ever been told yourself, man, there's something different about you, right? Let me give a couple of examples. When I was in high school, I made the varsity baseball team as a freshman. Soon realized I didn't really love baseball anymore. <laughs> but, but I'm playing, and there was another freshman who was uh, playing varsity, and his name uh, was Jacob Gatewood. And I was like, this fool is different. Like, like I'm, I was thinking we might be on the same playing field. Uh, in our opening game, game one of the season, this dude hits, he, he goes to bat four times. And he hits three home runs and a triple. And then gets a full ride scholarship offer from USC the day after as a freshman. I was like, I think, I think, I'm, I think I'm done, you know? Like... <laughs> I think that's it for me with this whole baseball thing. I'm going to focus on football and basketball. I think, I, think we're, I think we're good. He's just different, and I'm not him. He's him. Um, so there's that. Or when I was play, uh, playing ball out here at Lagoon Hills, we were trash. The coaches were trash. Everything was garbage. Except for this one guy. We had this middle linebacker, and he was a junior when I was a senior. His name was Will Sedgwick. And that fool was different. He had, a, he had a full ride scholarship from every school in the country. Uh, he was just different. Uh, I thought he was going to go on to play in the NFL, but then he went on his, uh, like, Mormon mission, you know, you do before, and then he never really played football again. So maybe, maybe we need to be a missionary to the football field, okay? No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm just kidding. He's doing great. Uh, life isn't about football. It was for me. I was a little bitter, but it's okay. But you ever met someone that just is like, you're, man, you're just special, right? You're just special. I went to this conference where uh, it was like a, ch- a church conference, you know, at this church up in L.A. And there's this guy leading worship named Matt Gilman. And he started singing. And I was like, I, think I'm, I don't think I need to lead worship ever again because, like, I'm just not good, you know. <laughs> like, that dude is different. Um, I have a couple slides just for fun. We'll throw up. Uh, and this is how sometimes it looks to be different, right? Let's throw some of these ones up. So there's, um, you know, anytime now, whenever you want to. Uh, 
You see the one that's kind of different? But they kind of look the same, though. They're kind of cute. Okay, next one. You see the one? There's a dog thinks he's a sheep. All right, next one. Next one. Okay, listen, if we're being honest, there's one, listen, there's one character in here that's the chosen one. There's one character in here that's supposed to bring balance to the force, and he actually does it. Right? There's, there's a dude in here that's set apart. There's a dude here that's different. His name's Luke Skywalker, okay? He's different. And then if you've ever watched the Pirates movies, you know that there's some dude that's just different, just built different, just set apart. And it's Captain Jack Sparrow. So that's just for fun. We're going to talk about a story today of a person in the Bible that was built different. Everybody say built different. A person in the Bible that was just, just set apart. Just from, from birth, the Bible actually says that the angel of the Lord, remember the angel of the Lord? The angel of the Lord visited this guy's mom and said, you're going to bear a child. And before this, she was barren. She couldn't have children. And so he says, you're going you're gonna to give birth to a son, and he's going to be, um, he's, he's going to be, he's going to have the Nazarite oath for his whole life, which was a thing that you would vow, and you would, uh, if you vowed the Nazarite oath, you wouldn't drink wine, uh, you wouldn't cut your hair, you did, did certain things that would set you apart, so everybody knew that you were especially devoted to God. Does that make sense? And so God says, your son is going to be like this, his hair will never get touched, uh, and he won't drink wine, and he's going to be special, okay? And this kind of reminds me of when, when there was a a virgin woman visited, told she was going to have a son. Does that make sense? Everybody, we're kind of like seeing the... So this guy gets born. His name is Samson. Everybody know Samson? When I was in college, our mascot was Samson the lion. He was pretty cool. But Samson was built different. Samson was super strong. Samson had super long hair. And he was literally him, okay? But Samson, and I'm going to kind of paraphrase, but I'd love for you to go back and read chapters 13 uh, through 16 um, is going to be the story of Samson. But I'm going to kind of just tell the story, and then uh, I'll connect it to uh, Jesus at the end, and it'll be super good. But here's the thing about all these folks we talked about being set apart, talking about friends who are just built different. The thing is, and, and this is why we're preaching tonight about Samson, is because God has called each and every one of us, raise your hand if you're each and every one of us, right? That's everybody. God has called all of us to be set apart, right? It's something we talked about here in Echo Youth, we're set apart, chasing after the one. God has called each and every one of us to be different. To be different in our schools, to be different in our workplaces, uh, to be different in our families, right? To be different everywhere that we go. So that people look at us, not because of our physical appearance, but because of the light that shines from within us, and say, there's something different about Danny, right? Or there's something different about Michaela. Everywhere we go, we want to be noticed not for ourselves, but for God that's in us. Does that make sense, everybody? God has called us to be set apart, so we're going to learn what to do and what not to do if we're set apart like Samson. Amen? 
So, Samson is born, he grows up, he's a super strong dude, everyone looks up to him, he's the judge of Israel, he's kind of a big deal. And then certain things happen. He goes, and remember, remember the Israelites are being oppressed by the Philistines, remember? And this is foreshadowing, we're going to talk about some stories in, in, in the near future about David and Goliath. Goliath was a Philistine, does that make sense everybody? We connect them the dots? Okay. So Samson goes and finds a Philistine woman. And he says, I like her. She's kind of all that in a bag of chips. And he tells his parents, Mom, she's kind of she's all that. And they said, no, you can't. Like, she's a Philistine. He goes, I don't care. I'm not listening to you. So he goes and marries this woman. And then her father thinks that Samson's not really interested. So her father gives her to Samson's best friend. Dude, that's a a rough life. And then Samson gets mad. And he gets mad at the Philistines for all they're doing. They're like kind of clowning him. And so he beats him. He kills like 30 dudes. And then later on he, he does the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. He ties torches to, to foxes' tails. Like fox, foxes? He ties torches to their tails and sets them loose in the fields. So they burn all the crops of the Philistines. So he, he, it's hilarious, dude. He ties torches to the back of foxes' tails, sets them loose in the field, so they burn up the whole field. And then, to make matters worse, the Philistines are like, who did this? And they're like, oh, it's Samson, you know, the son-in-law of that dude. Remember, she, he gave... Samson's wife to a friend. Now he's mad. He's like big and strong, but then he set the foxes loose in the field as like a practical joke. So then the Philistines didn't think that was very funny. So they took Samson's father-in-law and his wife, who was given to his friend, but still his wife, they took them and they burned them alive. So Samson's like, what? So Samson gets mad. He goes and takes the jawbone of a donkey and kills a thousand men with it. <laughs> Samson's built different. A jawbone of a donkey. And all these dudes got swords and spears and bow and arrows and everything and he, and he doesn't have any, no, no armor or nothing. He has a jawbone of a donkey and he kills a thousand men. And then to top it off Samson's sitting there he's exhausted, just killed a thousand dudes. He tells God, you're going to let you're going to deliver these guys into my hands and then not give me something to drink? I'm thirsty. And out of, the, out of the rock springs some water. Thank you. Built different. But then he meets this girl named Delilah. Hey there, Delilah, what's it like in Philistine? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't even know. Don't, don't run that back. Take that off the, the podcast. I'm just kidding. Um... So he meets this girl, Delilah. He likes her, but she's kind of bad news. She ain't, she ain't all that in a bag of chips. Well, she might be all that in his eyes, but not all that in her heart. You know what I mean? Um, and so the Philistines start talking to her and say, hey, you got to figure out what makes this dude so strong. Like this dude just be walking around like Hulk with like anger, man, anger management, right? Like he's having, you know, he's normal, but he's also like as strong as Hulk, you know? He's gnarly. So then she asks him, Samson says, you know what, if you tie some fresh ropes 
seven fresh ropes around me. Um, that'll do the trick. She's like, oh, okay, that's weird. So they tie him up. And then she goes, Samson, the Philistines are here. And then he wakes up, right, rips him open. She's like, you lied to me. He goes, oh, I'm sorry. Try it again. It'll work. Again. Right? And then he goes, okay, I'm sorry. Next time, weave my hair into the ropes, into this web thing, and that'll do the trick. Okay. She does it. Samson, the Philistines are Right? And then, <laughs> gone. He's like, She's like, you lied to me again. Then he feels bad, right? And so his, he's in this moment following his heart. So I don't know if this is okay for me to say, but Samson's just about the biggest simp there ever was, okay? So listen, what happens is, what happens is she says, Samson, you're lying to me. You're not telling me what makes you strong. He says, all right tell you like why would you tell her now that like every time that you tell her someone they try to kill you okay anyways but he goes okay fine it's it's my hair he's like if you cut my hair if you cut my hair all my strength goes she's like oh that's crazy (laughs) wow yeah, she goes, <laughs> I don't know how the fool sleeps through it, because I know that I know for sure they didn't have like clippers back then. She'd just be like <laughs> or just scalping him, basically. Um so he wakes up, she's like, Samson, the Philistines. And he's like, Ugh! and he's like, wait, I'm weak. You know, like Captain America before he did the little <laughs> before he juiced up, you know what I mean? He's like, they capture him. They say they pluck his eyes out. They capture Samson. They pluck his eyes out, and he's a prisoner. And then his hair starts to grow back, and he gets stronger. And then he's at a party. They're all mocking him. He's like, he's like a circus animal in the middle of the square. They're mocking him. <laughs> Samson throwing stuff at him. You know, His eyes are plucked out. He can't see, but his hair's grown back a little bit, so he's pretty strong. So he tells the servant next to him, he says, hey, tell me where the pillars are. Put me up against the pillars that hold the building up. Okay, so they put him up against the pillars. He cries out to God, God, just give me my strength one last time. I've sinned against you. Let me make it right. He says, all right. Then he goes, and the whole building collapses. 3,000 people, Philistines die, including Samson. That's the story of Samson. He was set apart. He was supposed to be different. He was different. He killed 1,000 people with a donkey bone. But remember, all the other judges that we've heard of were like, were like wise, <laughs> and would t- and would and would be almost acting. Remember Deborah acting as like a prophet. She would speak to the Israelites, and uh, in, in she would speak to God. But Samson was all all muscle and no brains. It seemed like, and he, he was just missing something, right? But he was supposed to be different, and God sent him apart. He, had, he, he was a, a Nazarite, and, and then it all fell apart. So here's the thing. Let's get to the good and the bad. The good thing we can take from, Sam, from this story from Samson is that he was set apart, and so are we. Okay, are we there? Sounds good? The next thing is that he was, he was strong, and he used his gifts that God gave him for God's glory initially. 
Same thing with us. We all have gifts. There's some people who can play instruments and sing. There's some people who are incredibly tech savvy. There's some people who are just the kindest people you ever meet, and they can talk to anybody through anything. Some of us don't have patience for folks to vent, but other people do. People's. Other people do. And right, all of us have different gifts. Maybe some of us are really good at math. Some of us are really good at, write, at writing or, or reading or dancing. I don't know, right? We all have different gifts. But the thing that will set, keep us set apart is if we use those gifts for God's glory, not for our own. Amen? So that the reason we're set apart is so that our light would shine among men, the Bible says. We'd be a city on a hill. But the only ray, the only ray, oh, light ray, the only way that happens is if we have Jesus, if we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, amen? Because that's the thing that's going to shine through. So that, so he's strong, he fought for good, and eventually it ended good because Samson came back to the heart of God. And sometimes that's our story. I hope it's not our story moving forward, but maybe that's been some of our story where we, were, we came to church, we loved God, and we stepped away for a long time, we did our own thing, we found out that that life isn't a good life, that life isn't fulfilling, and then we make our way back, and we're like, God, we're back here. I've sinned against you. I love you, God. And we find ourselves at the altars again, weeping, crying, because we know he's so good, and we're so wretched at times, and he saves us, just like Samson. Does that make sense? But here's the bad thing about Samson. Samson was easily swayed by his fleshly desires. They were Lord of his life above God. Serving God was cool until some chick that he thought was kind of cute rolled up. Two different times. Got himself in trouble with the Philistines. Got himself captured and his eyes plucked out because of another one. Now this isn't a message against women (laughs) or really against men. What this message is, is we shouldn't be led by our fleshly desires. Does that make sense, everybody? Because all of us have those temptations. All of us walk up to school and we're like, dang, man, she's fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, or I don't know what girls say about guys, but, you know, it's like some of us walk to school and be like, man, he is gorgeous. Look at him. Tall, dark, and handsome, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's like, I like, I like him. You know, I like him. And he's good for me. Does he love Jesus? No, but he's good for me. Right? Right? Is she, is she a temptation to you? Yeah, but she's awesome, dude. Like, she's crazy cool, you know. Is, is he pushing you to do things that you know you shouldn't be doing? Yeah, but, it, like, I, but we love each other. You see where I'm going? This is quickly turning into a relationship talk. Sorry, love you. Uh, I'm doing a relationship talk at camp, so hey-o. But Samson's being led by his flesh, and we find ourselves doing that so many times. It's like, and then, and then, and then I always get a phone call. It's, it's done, Brett. You were right. I get it. I know. I wish you would have told me. I did. Not to say that I'm right about everything. I'm not. But sometimes it's really easy to see from a third-party perspective. We gotta, Jesus has to be Lord of our life, not us and not our flesh. Amen? Or we find ourselves in a situation like Samson where we're supposed to be set apart. We're supposed to be different. But instead, we're letting 
someone cut our strength out from underneath us and delivering us into the hands of our enemies. Amen? Simpson lost sight of his call. Rough. So, okay, we talked about Samson. It's funny. It's a funny story, but it's kind of a sad story. It's tragic. It's all the things, right? He's big and strong. He's a superhero. Makes sense. But how does this relate to Jesus? Because if we're not going to relate it to Jesus, then we might as well not preach it, right? If we're not going to relate it to how, it, how we could live our lives, then we might as well not. This isn't, the point of this story is not a motivational speech. It's to get you closer to Jesus, okay? So how does this relate to Jesus? Everybody, if you have your Bibles, turn in Matthew chapter 5. Let me do it real quick. Matthew chapter 5, verse 29. Actually, I'm going to read, I'm going to read 27, and then I'll get there, and then you just throw it up when I get there, okay? Because this is good. Listen, Jesus, this is the Sermon on the Mount. I've preached this before. Je- Jesus is preaching to lots of people, Sermon on the Mount, okay? So this is Jesus, not me. Jesus says, you have heard it said in the law, right, that you shall not commit adultery, right? This is... Committing adultery is, 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 if we could be mature right now, is having sex outside of the bounds of marriage, okay? He said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust for her has already committed adultery in his heart. Jesus says, if it's, not, it's not about you just doing it. It's about you constantly dwelling on it and thinking about it. And what's your heart? Where's your heart at? Is what Jesus is saying. So then he says... If your right eye makes you stumble, tear it out and throw it from you. For it is better for you to lose one of the parts of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And everybody listening to this story would have been very well versed in the story of Samson. The man who couldn't stop looking, who couldn't stop leading with his flesh and leading with his eyes. And then they got cut out. Dang. Jesus is saying, though, he's not saying to actually cut out your eye, by the way, so don't be crazy. What Jesus is saying is if there's something that's right in front of you that's causing you to sin, get rid of it. Here's the thing. Guys, we're in a generation that we have access to everything at all times, everything that could possibly be harmful for us, right? Can we get super real tonight? Is that okay? Can we get super real? Listen, if that boyfriend or girlfriend is causing you to stumble, break up with them. You have my permission. You're like, but I want to. Okay, do it. Sorry. It's not going to just get better because you both, we're just going to both choose to serve Jesus. Okay, serve Jesus on your own and then come back together later, maybe. Guys and girls, if your phone is a struggle because there's no limits on it and you're constantly online looking at stuff, go back to a Nokia. You think I'm joking. This thing is not worth your soul. It's not. Right? There's certain things. Like, hey, listen, if you, if you love playing video games, and that's all cool, but you can't help but be absolutely toxic online when you're talking to people and saying stuff you shouldn't say. And if I heard you say it, you'd be so embarrassed. You'd never talk to me again. you never show up to youth again. If, you, if, if, if we took your transcript of what you say on Call of Duty and posted it on, on Instagram, that you'd be canceled. 
I can explain. He says, okay, listen, if it's causing you to stumble, get rid of it. What? This is a hard message, Brett. But listen, some of you are like Samson with so much potential. So You're so set apart. You're so different. But you keep pulling yourself down here. And then you find yourself with your eyes plucked out and you're in bondage again. I just don't understand why. And we read the story and we're like, Samson, how dumb can you be? Every time that you tell her what could happen, your strength, she tries it. People try to kill you. Why would you keep telling her? But it's the same thing that I see in many of us. It's like, I just don't know how to trust God. I, I know you haven't read one word of your Bible this entire year. I just don't, I don't hear his voice. Read it first, though, you know? Read his voice first, and then you might hear his voice. I just don't know how to fix my attitude. I cussed my parents out the other day. I got grounded. Well, you cuss everybody else out on Call of Duty. What do you expect? Does that make sense? I just don't, I don't, I'm in this relationship, and I, I just don't know how to, like, our desires are way up here. The temptation is crazy. I just don't know how to stop. Because you haven't known how to stop since you've gotten this thing. Does that make sense? So Jesus is saying, and, and it's harsh and it's hard, it's, but Jesus is saying none of those things are worth your soul. None of those things are worth what, what, what might happen if you just keep pursuing. Them. Does that make sense, everybody? And so here's, here's the heart of this message is that each and every one of you, is like Samson, but the good parts. You're set apart. You're so talented. Each and every one of you is so talented. So talented. You could change the world. You really can. The world is a crazy place filled with all sorts of darkness and, and all sorts of confusion, and nobody knows what's going on, and nobody has the answer, except we have the answer. We do. You know why I know we have the answer? Because people are so fighting so hard to try and convince us that we don't. How come pop culture isn't going after the Muslims? You know what I'm saying? How come your favorite celebrity isn't denouncing Buddhism? How come... Right? How come culture isn't mad at Mormonism? Because none of them are a threat to the enemy. They might even be on the same team. But culture over and over and over again is trying to convince you that being a Christian is evil. So much so that we're even trying to from the inside now, convince you that you've been doing church wrong for 2,000 years. And we look like the Israelites or like Samson where it's like, guys, it's right in front of us. <laughs> Stop telling them how to get rid of our strength. So let me, let me say this to convince you that you're on the right track. You're set apart, but you could totally waste it. You could totally waste it by just coming to youth group and thinking that this is just a place that you get to hang out and feel good and be good. Or maybe it's a place 
where you could come and bring some friends so that they can experience the life-changing love of Jesus just like you have. Amen? And so here's the thing. We're going to go to camp next week. It's going to be amazing. We're going to have fun. We're going to win every game. I'm going to be toxic and, and, uh, and competitive. <laughs> just kidding. But listen, when it comes time to service and the preaching and we're worshiping, I want, us, I want us to give everything we have. Everything we have. Because we got to fuel up. we got to get ready. we got to come back down the mountain ready to actually make a difference. Because if you've got the good news of Jesus Christ and you don't tell it to nobody, then it's worthless. I don't want to get to heaven and God be like, hey, good job, Brett. You got to know me so well and love me so well that you didn't tell anybody about me. What? I didn't mean for it to be this heavy. Sorry about it. But... But you, are you, you catching what I'm saying, right? You all have the potential to be what Samson was supposed to be. And listen, all these judges in perfection is just Jesus. Does that make sense? He's the perfect judge. He's the one that delivers Israel once and for all. He's the one that delivers us. And our goal is to be like Jesus. And you're like, I can't possibly be like Jesus. Oh, yeah, well, the Bible says that we can be the righteousness of Christ through grace. Through the Holy Spirit, we have the power to be just like Jesus. Jesus even tells us that we're going to do greater things than he ever did. What? But it all depends on if we want to. If we're going to set ourselves as the Lord of our lives or if we're going to set Jesus as the Lord of our lives. And here's the thing. You don't crown Jesus Lord. He already is Lord. You just decide whether you're going to listen or not. And if you're going to have a life where you're in opposition of the king of kings, can you imagine how good that would go for you? Probably not that great, right? So listen, I don't make Jesus Lord of my life. He is Lord of my life, and I just acknowledge that. And I'm sure I've said it the other way before, but I'm changing things of how I'm going to say that. We don't, we don't crown Jesus king. He already is king. Mm-hmm.